five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about direct mail today, but also vis-a-vis search and digital in a couple of different ways. Very some very good articles, especially at the end. I hope you enjoy that. But before we do, we want to talk about uh, the meetup tomorrow night in Minnetonka, Jimmy's Kitchen. And we've got a bunch of notable influencers from the direct mail community who should be there. Maybe the founder of the National Mail Order Association could be there. And a couple of people from one of the biggest printers in America that does direct mail. So a lot of good people. And uh, so you want to get over there. You could tell me you're coming. That would be helpful. I do have a reservation for, you know, a few people. So let me know. That would be great. But let's have some fun and watch this. This is about the the gift of time that Tesco is giving to people. And, you know, it's really, it took me a few times to watch it. Okay, right now the dad is is putting his grocery list in and saying that he'll pick it up. That's what you'll see on the phone coming up. Hey, Dad, can we do something fun tomorrow? Yeah, pick up tomorrow, it says. Can we go for a kick around? Fair enough. Uh-oh. Should we make it up to her? Can we get cool haircuts? Yeah. Can we get cool haircuts? When? Yeah. Okay. Dad? Yeah? They do all this stuff. Can we... Book your slot online and then he falls out, out, out of, the falls asleep. Nice hair. We'll nice hair, from Tesco. Every little helps. Okay, so the point is, is that people, they actually started asking people, it sounds like, from the article. We'll get over to the article. Let's get over to the article. Okay, well, how about that? So from the article uh, by Amy Houston, of course, uh, from the article, it sounds like they actually talk to people. Cathal <laughs> uh, Devi, customer director at Tesco Ireland, said... We're passionate about the food we offer, but we're also hugely passionate about our service offering for customers. We created Click and Collect for that reason, to give our customers more choice in how and when and where they shop. And we've seen a shift in shopping habits with more tight-for-time people. Um, And they're doing it on the way back from work, football training, even on the courses, even on the way home from their staycation. The shopping arrives home with them, okay? And then uh, Aubrey Cannell, created, uh, creative lead at BBH Dublin, said, getting the shopping is a necessity, but you don't want it getting in the way of a million other things. Uh, you, you're free to go pick up the kids or go hang gliding uh, and then stop off and get groceries. And I know my daughter, who has three kids now, uh, is very, very uh, appreciative of of pick up at the store. She likes to do that. Um, she thinks it's a little bit expensive to have it delivered, but it is nice to go get it. And she has a big car, but it's full of kids. So this way she doesn't have to get them all out, get them, you know, out of the car seats and all the different stuff. She likes it a lot. So thank you for that commercial. It was nice. Okay. Color Inc. over in Sussex. Um, my kids grew up with Austin. This is Austin right here. And this is Todd. And uh, and Color Inc. helped me out when I was helping invent a product. They made some dyes for me. Uh, or an affiliate packaging company had some a label 
company had some die cutting capability and they made the dies. We made them by hand at the, in those days, but the die was very be much better than cutting them out with scissors. I have them up on my shelf. I could show them to you, but, you know, that'll take time. So Color Inc. is an experiential communications company. That's something interesting. Maybe more printers should grab onto that. <laughs> we are an experiential communications company, you know. And... Um, the addition of this press strengthens Coloring's position as a leading provider of comprehensive printing services. Okay, so that's nice. Okay, forget cookies. Location data is the key secret ingredient in KFC's media strategy. And I think there's a little bit of a hidden gem in this article. And thanks for Sam for uh, giving me some extra help on this. And, um, you know, the people over there at the... At the uh, the drum are really helpful people. Um, new cookie-less geography-led media investment strategy with Chicken Chain, KFC, and Yum Brand's Stablemate Pizza Hut among the first clients to benefit. Okay, um, so they decided to focus on its on their 900 brick-and-mortar locations. Right? What an idea! <laughs> and I've told you in the in the Lovesack case study. Who you know, Lovesack was under the impression they're a furniture real retailer uh, with I don't know 80 stores at the time or something like that, and they were under the impression that if they built a beautiful a beautiful website that was very very easy to use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that they could sell to anybody anywhere in the country. Their stuff was very shippable and um, and it was easy to assemble and deliver, and so they would you know they they were. They they were convinced that they should spend money on the website, and we did a we did a a, a, a a footfall analysis with mapping, and what we found was that most of their sales, in spite of their beautiful website, came within a couple of miles of the the vast vast majority. You know, 80% were within three miles or five miles or something of a store. And so um, I, this is not a surprise that it would make sense to use location data, but KFC was looking, it seems to me, was looking for a strategy to, to uh, counteract the, the loss of third-party cookies, okay, that they were using third-party cookies to try to decide if people wanted, if people liked Kentucky Fried Chicken, okay, now they, they could obviously drop cookies on if they visited this, or if they visited the website, but not if they just visited the store. So selling direct sometimes has hidden benefits, you know, where you can now find out where, like in Lovesack's case, they shipped the merchandise. They dropped, it was they're mainly drop ship. You didn't buy it at the store. You got it shipped to your place. So we had the addresses and we had how much people spent and we had the geodemographics, not private, you know, just the public census data stuff. And once you do a connection like that, now you have the physical address. The article goes on to explain is really helpful. Um, so Mindshare has been developing an alternative approach to optimizing media investments using map pins rather than cookies as currency. And I have to say, um, the mapping software I've been using for like 30 years, it's the best value out there. That's where we got our geodemographics. Uh, and they now have the 2020 census data in there by zip code, which is rare. It's not that easy to get your hands on that. Um, and it's included with the price of Maptitude software. And so um, 
I work with Stuart out there, and one of these days we're going to develop a product together. We've been working on it for a long time, but but in the meantime, it's still I think the most powerful mapping pro, uh, product for the price. Very 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 well done. Uh, always been well done. We started using it with the 1990 census, so we have all that data, and we can look at. At not only at the data, but at the trends of the neighborhood. So anyway, um, so they combine footfall, location-specific sales, and census data, and this is in the UK, with machine learning model, which they also have, as far as I remember. They, I remember bugging them till they got it because we had some potential clients over there. I used to speak over there. Uh, I've spoken there many times. So uh, they combine it with a machine learning model, which is what we do, and helped KFC roll out the dis its delivery service, trying to disintermediate uh, people like uh, Uber Eats. Anyway, this was this delivered 39% more response than the next best campaign for the same cost. Okay, how about that? Now that's not head-to-head, -head, you know, A/B split, holdout test. It's not any of that stuff. But still, it proves that. Location data is really, really important, okay? Uh, using a dashboard that resembles a glorified Google Maps, and that's the thing. You want to get your own variables into the data, and that's what Maptitude is good at. Uh, I don't get anything for this. I mean, maybe maybe an update or something, but basically nothing. Um, before KFC's, and they looked that up before KFC's own team even knew about it. Okay, and now they're starting to use it on Pizza Hut. So Maury Ireland, Mindshare's head of data and technology in the UK, said the whole point was to disintermediate Uber Eats. Uh, if you got the KFC app, you got the first bucket free, which is a heck of an offer. Really great offer. Okay, the geographic first-party data, census data, and demographic makeup and football and sales all helped them build these maps. And they ended up... Um, limiting or let's say focusing that's a better way to put it focusing kfc's advertising activity to within three kilometers of every store and of course then you know you can see what kinds of stores are conducive to this you know you don't necessarily need a full eat in you know our chinese restaurant and covid closed and then opened up but only for takeout and um we used to go there and sit and eat but there's only like six tables, a very small footprint. Now it's basically still all takeout because you can efficiently serve many, many, many more people and you don't need the wait staff that you do otherwise. You're really focused on, on churning out the right meals. And so you can reconfigure your stores, put more stores in places like the places that, that work well. We used to say in the old days when we were renting lists that the house picks the people. Or the neighborhood picks the people, or birds of a feather flock together. So there's a lot of ways that this is uh, this is old school marketing, which brings me to just remind you. Yesterday I talked about this mailing piece that looked to me to be actually handwritten. Turns out it probably was. I went to their website and I got in touch with Rusty, who runs the place, and he says these things are working like crazy. But I did give him a couple of suggestions. One was that the QR code, just simplify that QR code and make it a little bigger. And people know what a QR is and they can scan it better. This one didn't scan when I tried it on, on camera yesterday. And uh, 
He's implemented all those changes, and we're talking at the top of the hour. We're going to have a conference call. He's joined the WDMA, which is an excellent idea. You know, if you'd like, and this is why it's an excellent idea, if you'd like somebody to give you some ideas on what you could test next or what you could suggest to a client, send a client's mailer that you've helped with. You know, you're most of my, my, my audience is probably printers. So send one of your effective mailing pieces that you think is good. You know, um, um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. But anyway, uh, so, you know, and join the WDMA. You know, it's about $250 for an individual membership. And if, if you test it and it works, you can join a corporate, get a corporate membership and you can send more pieces. And it's a heck of a nice deal. And I have just a beautiful track record. Someday I should just pull out my portfolio of test results where I've gone head-to-head -head with some of the best agencies in the country and some of the biggest mailers in the country. I don't know why, but I have a feel for it. So, And, and I can help you set up, your, set up your sales team to generate the kind of results that prove direct mail works. Okay. So anyway... Uh, they, the conclusion was that there were different, with different data sets, they could figure out patterns emerging, that the suburbs were better than the city. And in city centers, people go in and eat or they take away or they take it away. In suburbs, people get it delivered. Profound. This could be a very strategic piece of information that you can then tactically utilize to either expand your delivery capabilities or have uh, re reconfigure your stores to put them in those kinds of places. Okay, here's another excellent article, super excellent. Okay, and this is by Peter. We'll find his, his name is down at the bottom. Uh, <clears throat> paid search or targeted direct mail. Is direct mail a part of your solution? Uh, here's a story of a credit card processing uh, company, uh, not using their name, and they were mainly doing paid search, okay? But the costs of the paid search were rising sharply. And I, you know, I've talked with a company that's doing 600,000 pieces or $600,000 worth of paid search a month. And yet they think that direct mail is expensive. And I just laugh. This is a perfect show. I'll have to send it to the CEO. Anyway, uh, so they were examining their paid search. You know, paid search doesn't necessarily find the people around your stores, and they have retail stores. I mean, yeah, you can configure it, I know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, during this reassessment, the CEO held discussions with an agency who brought up the idea of including direct mail, uh, but their, and specifically postcards. But their concern was the high cost of direct mail, making it prohibitive to add to the mix. But when he discovered that a piece of mail put together in a cost-effective way was very comparable, yeah. Um, and I've done a payback on direct or a, a cost per piece. You know, you can do an excellent direct mail piece for a dollar-ish, okay, to test it anyway. And, you know, pay per click, each click could cost you, you know, uh, Adweek did a, did a survey a couple of years ago before the prices went up, and their paid per pay-per-click average for a florist, a 
hypothetical florist in a city was $5 per click. And when you get a click, 50% of that is bounce. So that's $10 per click. And a click, once you get them to the website, the response rate's still only 1% or 2%. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. And there's certain there's certain ways that you definitely should utilize pay-per-click. But, 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 in general, you can do direct mail less expensively and get a better return on investment, okay? And what I'm looking for with the WDMA is printers who want to understand this, right? Who want to do a better case study than even this one that we're presenting today. Okay, so then they, they tested two offers, a package deal, bundle of services at startup, and a simpler offer. They targeted newly incorporated businesses. We'll get to the bottom line here. And then they also segmented by SIC. And you can do that, you know, you can do that by, you can do that on the, like, on the address block itself. Um, you could customize it with, with digital printing or even inkjet on on old offset uh, inexpensively okay and and they also tested first class versus third class all of these things are super excellent okay their first mailing was just a 12,000 piece mailing and and you know you can't split test 12,000 pieces too many ways probably just an ABAB probably is about as much as you should do if you really want to know the answer that's basically 3,000 per four cells um, and uh, generated slightly better than a one percent response rate at a cost of nine to ten thousand per mailing okay so ten thousand or nine thousand means it's a buck and a quarter or something like that is that right no no that's not right it's 75 cents I'm sorry well if it's eight thousand be 75 cents but it's you know am I right yeah of course uh, with each client having a value of $50,000 to the company, looking at the lifetime value and the retention rate. Uh, and you can use this for retention and improve your retention. I'm sure you can. So the credit card processor now mails 85 to 100,000 pieces a month, brings in 200 to 250 clients a month from direct mail. Okay. And so, and that number is growing and we're exploring new lists and new data and little tweaks to the campaign. And that's from Pre Peter Brighton uh, and his blog. So excellent. You know, if you have a good blog and you write some good articles, send them to me. I'm open to almost anything, right? We use Craig Huey's blog every day, every week. Don't forget, meet up if you're in the Twin Cities tomorrow at 6 p.m. in Minnetonka, Jimmy's Kitchen. Also, Send me your mailing piece. I'll tell you what you could have done differently or give you ideas on what to test next. Always have a control. Always try to beat the control. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Repost on LinkedIn. The share, I mean repost. Uh, that seems to just light up the number of people who see this. LinkedIn does not send this to every one of you who is connected with me, right? Not even close. So be sure to repost. It's right next to the button. You don't have to say anything. You just hit like and the repost. It's just that quick. And your friends will know you're smart.